Welcome to another edition of the news on Drinks Adventures. Upcoming in this bulletin, Australian wine targets new export markets post-China, but challenges confront winemakers in Japan. Australian craft spirits distributor Nip of Courage launches new wholesale and retail offerings. And Melbourne's Brick Lane Brewing creates Amburana aged beer. Australian wine exports declined by 10% in value to $2.56 billion in the 2021 financial year, due largely to the punishing tariffs introduced by China. Wine Australia General Manager of Marketing, Stuart Barclay, said there is no silver lining to the China issue, but Wine Australia is now focusing its efforts on other emerging markets in Asia, where Australian wine has a small share of the total wine market. So our volume is about 7% and our value about 10%. Australia is, however, the market leader in India, Malaysia, Indonesia, Thailand and Singapore. Whilst Australia is the market leader in India for its imported table wine, the market will be a slow burn until a free trade agreement or market access issues are resolved. So whilst we have identified six target markets in the short term, India is very much the slow burn market and there's a lot more government support to be able to open the markets up. Beyond China, Barclay said the top nine markets in Asia combined now account for about 5% of total volume and 9% of total value for Australian wine exports. Of that, Japan is by far the biggest wine market, but has the lowest average value amongst the top nine markets due to a large proportion of unpackaged bulk wine in the mix. We do have a free trade agreement, but also so does Chile. Chilean wine is extremely price competitive and Australia really struggles to compete. The Olympics hasn't generated demand due to restrictions and importers are sitting on high inventory levels. Also, consumption in Japan has dropped during COVID, whereas in other markets, we've seen some increases. You can watch the full wine export diversification webinar on YouTube. I'll link to it in the show notes. Australian winemakers have reputational challenges they need to confront in the Japanese market, according to Tokyo-based sommelier Wayne Shannon. Unfortunately for Australia, because of the success of some of the more entry-level products, people don't realise that Australia necessarily makes the high-end stuff too. For example, I saw a bottle of, of Henschke Hill of Grace in a shop uh, and I asked the salesperson how much it was because it didn't have a price and, and that person had no idea what, anything about the wine, nothing. If I'd asked them about a French wine, they could have given me all the details. And Shannon last week told this podcast, Drinks Adventures, that there are other complexities involved with doing business in Japan? I, as a purchaser, as a restaurant, bar, I cannot purchase directly from an importer. I have to purchase from a distributor. So if, for example, I have a friend uh, in New Zealand who makes wine and I speak to them I, and, and I want to put their wine on the menu here, I have to ask them who their importer is then I have to get in touch with the importer and then say, who do you distribute through? And then I have to get in touch with my distributor and give them all of the information that I've collected. And then they will get in touch with the importer. And then finally, maybe I'll get the wine. What it doesn't take into account is quite often the distributors have no interest in wine. <laughs> so, so like you're talking to somebody who just doesn't care or understand why you do what you do. Australian craft spirits distributor, Nip of Courage, has launched NOC Wholesale, which provides warehousing and logistics for a wide range of Australian craft distillers beyond its own portfolio of brands. Nip of Courage founder Kathleen Davies, who we met in season two of Drinks Adventures, says NOC Wholesale 
is launching with almost 500 different products from 108 producers. We're providing a solution to a lot of trades that have said in the past that it's really difficult working with Aussie craft producers, especially producers that are in remote areas. They don't have to buy a full case of a certain line. They can basically pick and mix uh, different lines to see what works for them. Uh, so it's a, sort of like trying before you buy and jump in boots and all, and there's no disadvantage. Like a single bottle price is pretty much the same price as buying a six-pack of a product. Nip of Courage has also launched a new retail offering on its website, nipofcourage.com.au. So anyone at home can purchase products from the same distillers at a time when Davies says they need consumer support more than ever. What's happened in the last 18 months with COVID has really affected these small businesses. They rely on being discovered and a lot of them rely on being discovered through their cellar door. So if you are out there shopping online or through your local bottle shop, please ask for local products, whether it's local craft beer, local craft spirits or boutique local wines. It might not seem like much, but every dollar you spend with local producers really, really helps these producers to keep their doors open on their business. Victoria's Brick Lane Brewing Company has released a trio of barrel-aged imperial stouts dubbed the Trilogy of Fear. Head brewer John Selton says the base beer was the same for all three, and it was brewed using an iterative mashing technique. So what you get through the course of the day, from brew to brew to brew, this one was three brews, 350 hectolitre brews we did in this one. The work gravity just goes up and up and up. You know, it feels like you're just turning the volume knob up throughout the course of the day, amping up the concentration of, of fermentable sugars, amping up the body, amping up the, um, the sort of the retention of all those beautiful substances. It's also a less wasteful way of doing it. So there's less water, you know, there's less filler. You're mashing with, you know, what we call weak wort. That weak wort mind you, is stronger than 90% of the beers that we produce at Brick Lane. So even the more um, watered-down part of the process is already an intensely strong product. There are two bourbon barrel-aged beers in the trilogy, one of which was aged with cacao nibs and vanilla pods. But the most unique of the three is undoubtedly the Abyss, which was aged on Amburana timber from Brazil. The first time I smelt this... It wasn't in beer, it was in cachaça, the Brazilian distilled spirit from cane juice. And I thought, my God, this is phenomenal. Where is this coming from? Surely it's not coming from the cane, right? And I learned a little bit more about it. And it was from this, this beautiful type of wood that's used in, in aging over there. When we got a hold on it, you know, I, I just remembered the smell of that amberana in the cachaça. This amazing kind of gingerbready, cinnamony, slightly herbaceous slightly like hyssop-like or thyme-like or zaptile-like sort of back notes, some weird, almost animalistic bass notes, you know, like some really interesting sort of bass notes in there as well. But, but, but more than anything, gingerbread, cinnamon, spice, and we thought this is going to be special in the beer. And thankfully, I think in this beer, it's just a pure expression of that amberana. I learn something every day from doing this podcast. That's all for this edition. Remember, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at drinksadventures underscore AU and also me at by James Atkinson, which is also my handle on Facebook and Twitter.